Hey guys, Gabe DeArm and Drew King with you live from Mizzou Arena. Uh, hopefully the fact that Black Panther is playing on the Mizzou video board does not bother you guys too much during this show. There's not a whole lot we can do about it. Uh, before we get into the show, I do want to thank James Carlton State Farm Insurance for being our sponsor, as he is on all of these shows. If you have some insurance needs, get in touch with jamescarltoninsurance.net. 314-961-4800. James is also going to donate $20 for every quote he gives out where you tell him you heard about him from our shows to every True Tiger Foundation, Mizzou's NIL Collective. We'll have some exciting stuff coming up for our subscribers on that as well. Um, Drew, I think I can sum this one up. An 85-64 loss to Alabama by saying it was a bad day for ankle injuries in the state of Missouri. <laughs> um, indeed it was. Um, I, I think we learned a little bit about how important Kobe Brown is to this team. Um, if, if In case we didn't know already. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a little bit of a rough day for Mizzou for sure. Yeah. If, I, I mean, if Kobe's healthy, Missouri still has to play well to win this game. I mean, Dennis yeah. Gates has said over and over coming into this game, Alabama's the best team in the country, and neither Alabama or anyone else in the top five did anything to disavow him of that notion today, I don't think. I Yeah, I agree with that. Alabama looked like the best team in the conference. Um, and, I, I mean, I'm not sure even if Kobe was healthy that that would have changed that outcome of the game today. And, and this comes down really to, to two numbers, really – kind of one number. I mean, Missouri shot the ball terribly in general. They were 23 for 70 from the floor, 32.9. But they were 3 for 28 from three-point range, and they were 7 for 16 on layups. You can't win. You can't beat anybody that way, much less Alabama. Yeah, I I mean, obviously, I I think probably the, the Kobe being out, had a little bit of an impact on the game for sure. Um, and it was probably sounded like a short notice decision based on what we heard from Dennis Gates. And so, um, yeah, I think that definitely took the wind out of their sails in this one. And, um, absolutely, like, probably impacted, like, how poorly they shot because that's not a normal day for them, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I want to ask you dead serious here. And mm-hmm. I will fully say my answer is no, I would not do better. But if you were out on the basketball court, could you shoot three for 28 from three-point range? Like in a Division One game, not with no in defense. A, could you go three for 28? Uh, in a Division One game, it would be tough. I meant to have a lot of, like, setting up for me to get screens. the open ups. Yes, a lot of, like, driving kicks to the corner. But I think I, I, could, I, could, I could make three for 28. I'm going to say yes, I could. And, look, I don't think – like Alabama plays good defense. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. This just was a day where the ball wasn't going in. Like I didn't yeah. think a lot of terrible open shots. They just didn't make any of them. Yeah, no, and I, I think, you know, it kind of goes back to what Dennis Gates was talking about earlier this week, you know, sticking to the process over the results. I think Mizzou did a good job of sticking with the process today. They got the shots that they were wanting. They just weren't getting the results that we wanted today. And so that uh, – it, it, it just wasn't that day. That's what Nick Honor said after the game. It, it's just every dog has their day, and it wasn't ours. 
I mean, they had a possession where they missed three layups. Like, yeah. three, I'm not going to say uncontested, but three layups. And when like, that yeah. happens, you, it, it just, hey, man, one of those days. Bad day to have a bad day, I guess. Yeah, and it, I mean, kind of similar to the Kansas game. You know, they didn't necessarily play very well against Kansas and didn't play like themselves against the Jayhawks. Um, this week they felt... felt- they felt more a part of this game than the Kansas game to me. Yes. Um, but shooting-wise, at least, I think percentage-wise, it, it was just as bad. And I think, I mean, I think it was tied at 28 or right around that range, maybe 28-26 or something like that. And then Bama went on like a 10-0, 10-2 run right at the end of the first. And then... Really, Missouri did have a little stretch there right around between 12 minutes and 8 minutes in the second half. They cut it to 13, and, like, you didn't think they were going to win, but you thought, hey, if they can get a couple turnovers and finally hit a couple shots, they could still make this kind of interesting, but they just couldn't do that. Yeah, Um, and, you know, I thought it was impressive in the first half, too, the way that they would keep it close because Aaron was off to a pretty good start there because it was able to come back and, and actually take the lead. Um, so it, it definitely wasn't like a lack of effort in their part, I don't think. But it was just a really, really, really rough shooting day. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I want to let you guys know, I am downloading. I'm trying to, to get the post-game video downloaded. We might play that for you here. It depends on how quickly it gets done and how well I can multitask. Um but if we don't play it for you here, we'll get it posted on the site afterwards. It was it was Dennis Gates, Nick Honor, Aiden Shaw. Um, I think this was a – like, I, I don't want to say that Dennis sat Kobe and sacrificed this game, but to me, even if he's 75%, hey, eyes on the long term here. This was a tough ask even with Kobe Brown. I, I fully support the decision for, for the guy not being 100% to sit in. Yeah, and, you know, Kobe did say when we talked to him, the angle feels fine. Um, so I, I they think always this say really, that, though. That's true. But I, I do believe Gates, when he said this was just like a precautionary thing, like it, it's, I don't think it's right. anything serious that's going to cause Kobe to miss a lot more games here. Um, and so, yeah, I think it, it, it was kind of understandable that they were going to save him against the best team in the conference. Again, like it's it's right. not like this was, um, you know, they're going against Auburn and, and have you know a, a pretty good chance against them. This was Alabama. It was going to be enough help find them. You sit Kobe in this game, so you don't have to sit him Tuesday at Ole Miss and next Saturday at home against Iowa State. I think it's that simple. Yeah, I agree. I uh, want to invite you guys. Uh, we've got some comments and questions. Please feel free to throw them in there. We're going to going to get to those now. We're going to start kind of going through them. Zach says they should start Monday off with layup lines. And, you know, like that's just one of those things to me. Look, they're divisional and basketball players. They're usually going to make layups. They just didn't today. I, I mean, it's just like I don't think it's lack of practice. I don't think it's lack of focus. The ball just didn't go in a couple times. I'm pretty sure is is a top five team two point percentage, and you do that by making layups. So I don't think like it's a red flag for the rest of the season. I think today was just not their night. 
And as Dennis said, they're playing without one of the best two-point percentage guys in the country. Yes. That impacts that. I mean, Aiden Shaw offensively is not Kobe Brown. Neither is Mo Diara. Neither at this point is Noah Carter. You know, so you're you're down there. Um, Nick wants to know, should we expect Isaiah Mosley to be starting over somebody like Trey Gomillion soon? I, I'm interested what you think about that because I've got definite some thoughts. So I think, you know, we, we talked to Gates after the game. He says, you know, I don't think Mosley should have played as many minutes as he did tonight. Uh, he's got to get his conditioning back. I think realistically, like the way Mosley played today, they kind of need a guy like that. Um, and uh, we've talked about before, you know, is Isaiah really necessary for a team that's as good on offense as this one is? But I think if Isaiah can be another bucket getter on the floor, I don't see why not. Like, I, I know Trey is a great defender, but I think Mosley, the, the way he played today, um, I, I think he could make his way into the starting rotation. See, I think he's necessary. I would not start him. And here's why. Because I, I think too often people just say, just take your best five players and start them. What this team needs, look, you've got Kobe Brown and Demoy Hodge in the starting lineup. Those mm -hmm. guys are scorers. You don't necessarily just throw five scorers out there, right? Because your defense, it, your defense is going to get worse with Isaiah Mosley in the starting lineup. So I like Mosley as that guy to come in in that second wave, you know, four to six minutes into the game and provide you offense in a lineup when Demoy Hodge needs to sit, when Kobe Brown or, or Noah Carter needs to sit. Like, I've got no – I don't care if he's in the starting five, but I think he will be among the six or seven guys that gets the – like, I think he will have more minutes going forward than Trey Covillian, even if he doesn't start. I agree with that. And actually, at this point, just based on the way he's been playing, I might start Isaiah over Demoy Hodge instead of Trey Covillian. Demoy's had a really tough couple of games. He's in a shooting slump right now. I, I was looking up his numbers. He's four of twenty-five over his last four games. Um, and from three, th from three, from three, and you know that's you know one of the key parts of his his game. That's something that they expect out of him. If he's not going to be able to provide that, I think they it, it could help to look at a different option. So that leads into uh, that leads into. A question from uh, from Bryce Isbell. Hodge seems to have completely lost it. He missed multiple open layups. Is it time to worry? Like, is it a concern that Demoy Hodge, maybe he's good enough to get that shot off against some of the teams Missouri was playing earlier? But is this a long-term concern in the SEC? Like, do we look at Hodge and say, maybe he just can't do that at this level? That's a really, really tough question because for, I, I want to say half this season, uh, he, I mean, he was their leading scorer, right? He was one of the most consistent right. guys um, and he's just fallen off. But it was, the, lately. it was the weaker half, weaker part of the schedule for the most That's part. That's true. That's true. Um, and so I think, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I really don't. I, I would... I would lean toward no, and here's why. Because guys that I think struggle to get the shot off against high major teams are, I think the problem generally is like speed and athleticism. That's not Demoy Hodge's problem. He's a high major athlete. You know, I, I just chalk it up to 
hey, the shot's not going in right now. And maybe there's a mechanical tweak. Maybe he needs a day off. May I, I don't know, but I I don't really think it's hey, he he can't get his shot off against the guys he's playing right now. I think he's getting good looks. They just aren't going in. I yeah, that, I agree with that too. Um, and he's still, you know, a, a pretty solid defender. He's still getting steals and maybe in charge on fast breaks. But um, yeah, I, I think something probably needs to change with him for him to. Yeah, and and maybe yeah, maybe sitting a, a day out of the starting lineup, or or maybe just hey, go out there and play defense and and maybe don't take a bunch of three. Now look, if Demoy Hodge is on the floor, you want him to take the three, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's something they can do. Um, Brian says Mo Diara much improved. Hoping he continues to gain confidence. I mean, twelve rebounds today, Drew. That's that, and and made a couple offensive moves and scored. Yeah. I, I mean, he didn't score a bunch, but what did what did he end up with? Eight points, twelve rebounds. I, Should I have a double Dennis double? Gates would take those numbers out of him every single night right now. Yeah, and we we were talking about this in the Arkansas game. You know, I think he only had one rebound in that one, but he was like making a, a huge impact on the boards just by not letting Arkansas get to the ball. And we said during the game, like, if he can do that, just just do that. Like, mm-hmm. get a hand on the ball. You'll find playing time for him, right? And they they did tonight. I think Modiara has a lot of potential. I said before the season, you know, I thought he should have been a member of the starting lineup, and and it's because I thought he could have this kind of impact, right? It's because, you know, I I think having someone at that size is a difference maker for this team. And that kind of brings up two points for me. First of all, let's realize who they were playing today. This is the lineup. This is the roster Dennis Gates wants, is the one Nate Oates has, right? Yes. Um, So he'll get there. Second of all, you know, This is a, like Dennis has been pretty clear since day one. I'm looking at this as a 32 game long thing. I want us to be our best in March and hopefully in April. And so he's working Mosley and he's working Diara and Shaw is getting more minutes, got his first start. Like he's got his eyes on do enough to put us in position to where we're playing games that matter and then be our best then. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it's weird that it didn't necessarily come in the non-conference play, right, when the games you know, didn't have as much at stake. I, I, I kind of questioned that a little bit. But um, now that it's all coming together, um, you're really seeing kind of a different level to the team or, or, or a, a potential new level for the team, right, because yeah. we still haven't seen it all come together yet. But it, it, it could, and that's a pretty exciting thing for Mizzou, I think. Uh, Cole says that Mosley's brick city and doesn't know when to pass. Um, I I will say, first of all, I think he's one of the better passers on the team. I think he shot a lot tonight, partly because he needed to, he was one for eight from three point range. Now that is the one part of his game that isn't there yet. I saw a lot to like out of Isaiah. In fact, that's what I'm writing my column about when we get done with this. I saw a lot to, to give you hope going forward, but the jump shot isn't there quite yet. And, you know, I, I think it, it will be, right? That's another yeah. thing. Like, like, like he, he shot 40% from three last year. He's not right. a bad jump shooter. Exactly. Um, and even with, you know, the jump shot not being there, um, I think what, what blew me away today was what he was able to do 
on defense, right? I mean, he's taking charges, he's blocking shots, he's picking up steals. Uh, the the book on him coming into this year was he might score 40 points for you, but he's going to give up 42 on the other end. And that has not been the case this season. Right? And, and so I, I think he's been getting a lot of effort on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and, and so he's providing a lot of value that way, even though the jumper isn't quite filling yet. And like you said, and look, I will fully admit, I was one of the people saying, why are you concerned about Isaiah Mosley? I don't think this team needs Isaiah Mosley. No, this is a better team with Isaiah Mosley playing. Absolutely. And playing well. And and we I kind of jinxed it when I tweeted before the game that Dennis was going to have his full rotation available. But I mean, the only games where he's actually played everyone on this roster that we expect to play, I think are like SIUE and Houston Christian, maybe. I, I mean, so we still haven't seen him with all the guys he wants at his disposal. And I think that, he, even in those early games, right? I mean, we weren't seeing Ronnie DeGray, you know, step up and play that defensive role that he's had this year. We saw Modiara in very, very limited minutes, right? I think he played a total of 18 across five games. And so um, if he can figure out how to get everyone on the floor and a part of the game, um, it's just such a deep team at that point. Um and it gives him a lot of options. Yeah. Uh, David Newman says to get the minimum of two road wins, they'll need Ole Miss to be one of them on Tuesday night. And 100% right. Like, I came into today saying, look, this is the home game that I'm counting as a loss, right? When I'm trying to figure out how Missouri gets to the tournament, I did not count this one as a win. I counted Tuesday night at Ole Miss as a win. And it needs to be a win. Arkansas just went there and won, broke a, a five-game losing, four or five-game losing streak. Uh, or that might have been in Fayetteville. I don't know. But point is, Missouri needs to win in Oxford Tuesday night. Yes. And, it, I mean, you look at Ole Miss, they're dead last in the SEC right now. Um, I, I don't think they're above 500 for the year. They're 9-10, actually. Um, and, and their one win in conference play so far has been South Carolina. So this is a team that Missouri should absolutely beat. Um, Shouts out to Gerard. Um, yeah. yeah. He's, he's giving your game some props, man. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, so Drew could have been better than three for twenty eight. Um, let's see. Uh, all right, uh, David says a blowout allowed Dr. to get big minutes versus great opponents might end up a real positive for the season. Look, I, I'm pretty impressed at how people are handling this. It, it was a game that was going to be tough to win at full strength, and they were not at full strength. And one other thing I'll say about Diara is he's he's looked better every time they throw him out there, right? I thought he um, looked like a guy who hadn't played in a month when he went out against Texas A&M. And, um, he's, I mean, tonight he was pump faking three-pointers and driving to the rim. You don't see that out of a lot of six-foot-ten guys. <laughs> so, right. Um, I, I think the more they're able to play him, the, the more that they'll start getting out of him. Right, right. Um, so uh, let's let's go back to a couple comments, and I, I am just finishing downloading this video. So when Drew and I get done answering your questions and stuff, we're going to let Drew write, and, and I'm going to play you guys the post game to, to kind of finish up this. I'm, I'm discovering through Cole's comments that Cole does not particularly appear to be a fan of anyone on this team. But Shawnee shot great from three last year, too, hasn't translated. And I, I commented to you, Drew, he doesn't really even look to shoot from three right now. It doesn't seem like to me. Yeah, he's had a pretty 
roof time from outside today, but um, he's another guy who will figure out how to make an impact in the game without having that jumper. Um, you mentioned, you know, not a great day for ankles. That Sean was a contributor to that. I mean, he, he was crossing couple. guys over out here. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's go ahead and get Cole's uh, list of grievances completely out of the way. What does Noah <laughs> Carter provide right now? I, I mean, look, I'll give him that he was coming back off an illness and we don't know how he feels, yes. right? Like, I, I'll give him that in this game. And also, this is not a game that fits Noah Carter. Like, Noah Carter's limitation to me is athleticism. Mm-hmm. That ain't great against Alabama. Correct. Um, and, and, you know, he did have a decent game against LSU. That was the first time in a while he had gotten up to 10 points. Um, and so I, I think for Noah right now, it is kind of tough figuring out, like, what what is his role supposed to be right now if it's not, you know, the second or third scorer on the team, the, the second or third option, right? Um, and, and so I think that's kind of what he's trying to figure out at the moment. I think you need him to be a defender, a rebounder, and maybe a guy that can get out of his own shooting slump and hit a three every now and then. Uh, Would you say the next three games are pretty big, should win two out of three at a minimum? So they're at Ole Miss Tuesday. It's Iowa State here next Saturday. I don't know what's after that off the top of my head. So they've got Um, – they're at Ole Miss, they're home for Iowa State, and then they're home for LSU. Okay. Ideally – you win all three of those. I mean, Iowa State is a good team, but at home, that's kind of one of those resume-building wins. Um, you have to win at Ole Miss. You kind of have to beat LSU here. Yeah. The Iowa State one is – it's a little bit of a bonus, but, like, it, it would be a big one. Yeah, and I think, again, it depends on, like, if the team is at full strength right when we determine like is this a must win game because if kobe isn't ready for that almost game like that changes things a little bit in my opinion but right? you still have to win like old at old miss you have to win i don't care who plays okay that iowa state game if you don't if you don't have the full team that's going to be a, a tough one um it, it's going to be tough yeah yeah um and, and so i, I I think two and three is realistic. Um, two and one. Think, yeah. Two and one, thank you. Um, uh, LSU at home, I think, is another team that they should probably pick up a win over. Ken Palm actually has LSU at um, 78% from Mizzou. That's a 78% chance to win. Um, so I, I think that's a game that they should probably pick up as well. Yeah, they've fallen apart a, a little bit. Uh, Magic Man wants to know if the five-star player from North Carolina visited. He did not. That's Jaron Stevenson. Um, he uh, reportedly was at Duke today. So, um, you know, look, that he may visit at some point in the future. That's a tough pull, getting a five-star kid out of North Carolina that has Duke and North Carolina interest. Uh, that's going to be <laughs> difficult any time. Uh, Drew, just look, it's it's already 8.40. I know you've got writing to do, so kind of just, just give everybody a heads up kind of what you're going to – what your story's focused on and, and where you're going here. Yeah, I think, you know, the main thing is with Kobe out, I thought the team adjusted kind of as best they could um, on short notice, right? You, you had Aiden Shaw making this first start and Noah Carter coming back 
to the starting lineup and um they did their you know what they could but alabama is just a really good team and it was a tough opponent to uh, overcome that major of a change for sure uh, i mean look when when we got when we saw that tweet kobe brown's not playing i just kind of said yeah we're we're good I mean, this is this is this is extremely unlikely. So, all right, man. Well, we're gonna let you roll and and get started on uh, on writing. I'm gonna go ahead and and play the post game video here for everybody, so it, it everybody here can see it and go out on the podcast. We'll have plenty of coverage, but uh, we'll let you roll, Drew. Thanks, man. Sounds good. Yeah. Have- all right. So uh, appreciate Drew joining us again. He's gonna go off to write. I've got a column to write too, but I uh, do want to go ahead and let you guys watch the. Uh, the post game video or listen to it. If you're listening on the podcast, we haven't done this here, so I'm going to do my best. Hopefully this works. Uh, here we go. I don't really know how this is going to go. There you are. The building, our students did an unbelievable job and we gave them reasons to, um, of, of igniting our home court. Uh, I thought we didn't do enough, uh, consistent things that we have normally done. Um, we didn't shoot the ball well, missed open shot after open shot. There's some positive within this game that I do see that I would like to carry over, but I am proud of our group. There's no doubt about it. One game doesn't define us, um, but I am proud of our team. Uh, ultimately, my decision, no different than the statement that came out. Um, I was just being cautious with Kobe Brown and it's all in that statement. Um, I'll repeat that statement if you ask a question about Kobe Brown uh, and that and, and, and what made me do that. I'll answer it the same way the statement reads. Uh, so just to help you guys out with that a little bit. Um, but number one team in the country, Alabama. I said it all along. They have the length. They have the athleticism. They have the shooting ability, which I thought we stifled in the first half because they rely on it. But also they do a great job getting to the free throw line. Uh, to be able to defeat that team, you can't give them these energy buckets, whether it's three-pointers and free throws. The more you see the ball go in, which I didn't think we did a good job of getting to the free throw line, especially in that first half, uh, we shot seven free throws. We shot seven free throws. Uh, coming off our season high of shooting free throws, it, we, we can't do that. To win games, you got to be able to shoot 30-plus free throws a game, and they did it. And you know, whether they drew the foul, whatever it was that got them to the foul line, I thought they did a great job executing. And that's what a number one team in the country. I am proud of our conference to have a team of such because it gives us all a barometer to be able to continue to grow, um, you know, throughout the season, it's a long season. Uh, I'm proud of these two guys up here. I don't predicate it on just overall stats, but I I predicated on how they play. They play the game with an unbelievable amount of passion. uh, And that's what made me, regardless of of, um, playing or not, that's what made me put Aiden Shaw throughout this week, but also yesterday. And I thought he was ready to start his first game. Great questions. Dennis, was that kind of just a game time decision on Kobe? And did it change anything about how you had to game plan or attack in this game? So as a head coach, right, you make decisions, but you also prepare, right? It's always in preparation. I didn't prepare that until 
right there at that time. Literally right before that time, probably 15 minutes plus minus. Um, and I wanted Kobe to go through the warmups. That's when you make those decisions. Um, and for me, I just made an executive decision and I'll live with that decision without a doubt. Um, Coach, you know, Noah Carter also returned to the starting lineup today. What went into that decision for you? Um, because Noah, you know, he deserved it. Um, I think he does a great job. He has started games. I didn't, I didn't want to put Mo in that position yet. I thought he's finally getting a rhythm. I didn't want him to disrupt that rhythm that Mo had um, established. So for him to come out and have 12 rebounds, I thought that was a highlight. I thought that was wonderful to see. Um, but Noah, Noah started games before, and I, I just went with what would help transition Aiden uh, as a guy who started his first game. You had to go with experience, uh, and, and Noah was that person. Dennis, how, how much do you have to kind of change and adjust who you are on the floor, especially on offense, with, without Kobe out there? Um, as it relates to Kobe, Kobe's a great player. As you guys know, obviously the recognition uh, that he just received as possible um, on that recognition list for National Player of the Year. I think we have played without him before when he's gotten in foul trouble, right? But ultimately, our guys have to step up and that's, that's the, that was the charge. Uh, it's not like it was new. Uh, we've been in that situation. He's picked up two fouls in the first minute of a game before and I thought our guys held their own. I do think he could have helped us uh, get to that free throw line, but also mitigate uh, that foul shot difference because he draws a lot of fouls, without a doubt. Nick, uh, do you guys see, uh, did you see Isaiah getting a little bit more comfortable and what can he help you guys do offensively now that, that he's fully in the rotation? <clears throat> um, well, just off rip, uh, I think Isaiah can help us score the ball. Um, he knows how to get a bucket uh, whenever he wants to. Um, and you can see him getting comfortable each and every day. Um, I mean, this team, we're a family, so um, it's like when Kobe is out and we all have to step up, we do that. And then when he comes back, I mean, we, you know, welcome everybody with open arms, so. Aiden, for you, just what was it like having your name called in the starting lineup today? Uh, for me, I feel like, uh, I don't know, I've just been preparing for it. Uh, so when my name was called, I was ready to play and uh, just give my 110% uh, on the court uh, for my team, so. Coach, I think it was, I think you said a couple days back that you, your team still hasn't played the best that it can yet. You haven't seen your team play that great yet. And so tonight you had Sean East, you had Modiara, those two junior college guys, those guys that you've been trying to work into your system tonight. They kind of outperformed a little bit. I think Modiara with that big dunk right there at the end, I think he looked pretty confident. So what do you think your team's kind of developing like and what do you think that they can show at the end of the season through this SEC season? Well, it's, it's important that we continue to grow. Uh, again, we can't allow one outing to def to, to define us. Um, recovery is a part of the game. We have to recur recover mentally, physically, and emotionally. Um, you know, I'm excited for the day that we get 100%. Um, and I mentioned all along, I don't think we played our very best. I mean, think about, you know, um, whatever shooting slump you may want to call it, um, we're mi we miss layups. So uh, we're not getting to the free throw line. I think those things are rhythm things that either deflate you or it gives you the shot of confidence that you need. 
And I think ultimately we have to continue to uh, manufacture those plays that'll give us a boost because I thought our crowd did a great job uh, in, in, in creating that electric atmosphere. We just didn't give them more uh, and, and give them what they needed to just make this place a completely, um, you know, a home court advantage for this game. I credit again Alabama. They are the number one team in the country. To have that in the SEC, it means a lot. It, it means so much because we can continue to, um, they can continue to set the stage, but also we can figure out ways that when we do face opponents like that as a conference in our NCAA tournament, we can continue to advance. We hadn't had a, a, a member of our conference in the Final Four, I think since it was, uh, was it Kentucky or Auburn? Auburn. Yeah, it was all, and it's a beautiful sight to see. Um, but they play like the number one team should play on the road. We just didn't play well. I, I wish we could have played better. Nick, so it looks like Alabama kind of took control in that middle eight that you talked about a lot. What more do you have to do as a team to kind of capitalize on those in, the, in those minutes? So the tendency, I'll give you guys the tendency. The tendency of Alabama is this, and I'm glad you mentioned that because you can see it when you look at their scoring margins. They go on a run at the end of the first and the beginning of the second consistently. That is consistently how they have played. Uh, and we didn't we didn't mitigate it at all. And it's hard when when you see a team shoot the ball the way the way that they do, uh, and you hold them to a sort of low standard, uh, meaning a lower average, and and they get those shots off in that time frame. They opened the game up in the at the end of the first, the beginning of the second. We didn't have a, a, a great start, but I credit Alabama. They did what they have normally done, and we 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 couldn't um, stop what they did. Nick, coach mentioned the layups. I think you guys were seven to sixteen. Is that just hey, just one of those days where you didn't get bounces, or, or what went into that? Oh uh, yeah, I think it was just one of those days. Um, had a couple go in and out. I usually make in practice because uh, we work on that a lot. Um, so I mean, every dog has his day. So uh, we're just gonna continue to put that work in and look forward to Ole Miss on Tuesday. Nick and Aiden, I forget just how many there were, but you know, you guys seem to take a good amount of charges uh, in this game. Um, you know, did you guys focus on that kind of leading up to this game against the team that likes to attack the rim the way Alabama does? Um, well, so, I mean, I'm not really like Aiden Shaw, who's uh, really blocks anybody <laughs> in the rim. Uh, so, whatever advantage I can get, I'll get that. Um, we work on that a lot in practice. Um, so, whenever I see the opportunity to take it, um, I'll take one just to you know, change the game. Hey, Dennis, with Isaiah, what, what are you seeing from him out there? And I like this reading some play as much as he got to play where you can say, hey, when, we, when you guys do get to that 100% that he's going to bring. I mean, is, can a game like this help him build toward I, that? I think, I think I played him too many minutes tonight, um, and he didn't have his legs underneath him um, to be able to execute the jump shots that we have normally seen him take. Um, there's a level of you know, I think conditioning that it takes to log minutes like that. And I think it was too many, uh, but for a guy to come away with nine for 18, that's 50%. And you give or take one for eight. He's one of the best players in the country at drawing fouls and he had zero foul shots. Maybe y'all can take that however you want to take it. I'm confused just as you are. 
But for a guy like that to be able to play off the bounce, play off the dribble, uh, it's a weapon. And I think how his team has responded to him is a tremendous, um, you know, it's a tremendous quality to have uh, because they put it, put their arms around him. They celebrate him. He celebrates them. Uh, we just have to be able uh, to understand this game. You look at the fact that we still beat uh, uh, the number one team with points in the paint, and we had one of the best uh, field goal, two-point field goal percentage shooters out. You know, that's that's what Kobe Kobe Brown gives. Uh, I think the the rebounds and Aiden Shaw does a great job rebounding. Um, he gets to the ball. He just doesn't squeeze and brings them in. And that's part of his maturation. But you think of Kobe Brown, what he does, once Kobe Brown gets his hand on the ball, I mean, no matter how many hands are on his wrist, he's bringing that ball in. Uh, and that's something that we have talked about, and he's not proud of it. He's the first one to take the blame. He, Aiden Shaw is the first one to uh, say, Coach, my fault. I need to do better. I need to do this. And it's the learning process. And what I'm proud about is the fact that he's in a process and he embraces the process. He embraced his DMP. He embraced it. Ivy didn't like it, <laughs> but he embraced it. And we saw a person come in and go two for two from the three with confidence. We saw him practice in a different light. And it's part of the process. It's part of his journey. And what I'm proud is how these guys challenge him every day. They don't let him take a day off. They don't. And they make it rough for the young guy. And he does a great job responding and, 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 and receiving uh, that type of uh, leadership from his teammates. Yes, uh, Brandon Miller, he got the free throw line, but he only had four field goals. Did, did that carry over from the scouting report? Did you feel like you did an okay job on him considering what he was doing coming into this game? Well, he did a great job. He was four for six from the free throw line. And great scorers get to the free throw line. They find a way. No matter how many field goals he had or did not have, he got to the free throw line. And that may have made the basket grow a little bit to give him the confidence to make the shots that he made. Um, three for eight, I think we did a pretty good job. We knew he's a, he was a great player, but that's a great team. They're balanced. They have great, great players. Uh, they had two different guys come off the bench to make shots. Um, and, you know, Griffin and Quinterly, they made some shots. All right, guys, so there you heard from Dennis Gates, Nick Honor, Aiden Shaw. I wanted to, to give you guys a, a chance to hear that. It, it, a little bit shorter of a show from Drew and I tonight because uh, we've been here a while. We're, we're trying to write and not a huge audience because, look, they lost 85-64. Sometimes that happens. But I did want you to, to get a chance to hear from the guys that were involved. And uh, appreciate everybody who hung out here with us. If you, uh, if you watched live with us, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel. Do all the things on YouTube that make people really popular on YouTube because, hey, we like to be really popular. I will upload this into a podcast. If you're listening on the podcast, leave us a nice review. Say good things wherever you're hearing it or watching it. Share it on social media and tell people what we're doing. We don't do this after every basketball game, but we've done it after three or four, and we'll do it after a few more going forward. So um, appreciate all you guys hanging out with us. Appreciate, as always, James Carlton State Farm being a part of this James in Webster Groves, if you're in the state of Illinois or the state of Missouri, you need some insurance. Uh, maybe you just want to see if you can save a little money on the insurance you already have. Get in touch with James, carltoninsurance.net, by phone at 314-961-4800. But the main reason James wants to talk to you, really, he's a Mizzou fan. 
He he likes Mizzou. You guys all like Mizzou. You guys can just have a chat about that. And he wants to help Mizzou out, which I'm sure all you guys do as well. So every person that calls or hits up James online for a quote and tells him that they heard about it on Power Mizzou, he's going to donate $20 to every True Tiger Foundation, Mizzou's NIL collective. That is the collective of choice. Uh, we're going to have some exciting stuff going forward with them as well for Power Mizzou subscribers. So appreciate all you guys joining us again. Mizzou an 85-64 loser on uh, Saturday to number four Alabama. They're at Ole Miss Tuesday night. Drew King will be there in Oxford for us covering that one. Back home with the full team here next Saturday against Iowa State. So have a good one, guys. We will talk to you later.